Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Hi, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching us on the video stream, welcome, welcome. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about today's show. We are peeking into 2022, what the stars say about the new year with transformational coach and astrologer, Lumi Palinku, also known as the Celestial Astrologer. Lumi, we had you last year around this time on the show, so thank you for coming back. It's so great to be back, so thanks for inviting me. I had such a blast last year. It was so fun. We had some technical problems getting on. I'm wondering if anything is anything is coming through on your end. Any like astrological static that's causing my whole system to crash right now? I mean, it's not the Mercury retrograde. We have that in January, but there is a Venus retrograde happening uh, soon. So there's a Venus retrograde in my MacBook Pro right now. Um, how's your last year been, girl? How are you? It's been great. I've been really busy for the last year. I've been. Um, really working lots with clients and um, and lots of publications I've been working on. And it's just been a, a real whirlwind 2021 for me professionally. And it's been awesome in that sense, you know, but that's yeah, great. You know, I remember talking it. with you last year and we were all so eager to get beyond 2020, which was, of course, the inception of the pandemic, the first sort of understandings we were coming to about what was happening in the world. And it was just this eagerness to move to 2021 because we thought that 2021 would be easier or better in some <laughs> way. But I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said that this past year would be a year of transformation still. When you look back on what you said about this year, um, did, must, did much of it come to bear? I would say the stagnancy in terms of people's professional careers was probably like the most, the most race issue as far as my own clients. Like they've all been wondering about their life purpose. Like things have been like all in midair and such, and they were wondering what the next step would be. And as I mentioned last year, because of the elements of the astrological story, it was all primarily air and earth. So the air and earth doesn't really take root. It's just the ideas in the head uh, that's all going. It's like flowing so, through, but you don't. There, people don't really have this understanding as to progress their uh, ideas and forward motion because they're just still wondering about this information they need to attain. You know. Yeah. So it's normal then if most of us felt like our careers stalled, or in some cases our professional entanglements were just kind of like, Bleh. like did yeah. anyone? I mean, I'm sure some people had explosive growth in 2021, but I do remember you saying stagnancy, stillness were going to be the themes. I know that that it felt like that for me, for sure, this past year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So let's peek ahead. Um, first of all, before we get into your general predictions for how 2022 will look, remind us of how you do this work and what you look at and take into consideration when you make predictions or you look for patterns. Oftentimes, astrologers place um, an actual birth chart and they would make it out to be a solar chart. So a solar chart is basically you're placing all in the houses of the birth chart, um, zero degrees. So you start with the Aries sign and that's typically the beginning of the cycle for the collective. So that's how we cast it. So that's like the general kind of horoscopes casted as well as uh, predictions that astrologers do typically make. So that's one thing. 
Um, another thing to consider is just to look into the generational planets, which are the outer planets. They are Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Those five planets are basically mere reflection of the collective issues. Um, that's what astrologers basically look to for general trends, as well as major, major events that could happen as well. Um, that's basically the process um, to what happens in terms of forecasting, basically. Okay, so we're looking at various alignments of, of things and charts. So mm -hmm. let's, let's just rip the bandaid off. Give us general predictions for 2022 and what we can all expect is sort of a general theme for the new year. Um, there's a lot of inflow of this idealism that's going to be happening because we have a lot of water coming through. Um, so remember last year, as, as I said, it was basically earth and air and there was a little bit of water, which is usually means this is something in connection to our emotional needs but the air and earth is ideas and earth is basically where we need to take on our ideas and let it like basically come to fruition or culmination in terms of our projects now for this incoming year um we have the major planets uh jupiter jupiter's going to the sign of pisces and we had a little taste of that back in may of 2021 um, and that's like an inflow of this idealism that comes to the surface. People are looking into like spiritual modalities as the means of helping themselves out when it comes to uh, figuring out their life story. Um, and when that joins forces with Neptune, Neptune is another out of body in association with mysticism or transcendent experiences or even um, our perception of what we see as the higher power. So when Jupiter comes and joins forces with Neptune, that brings forth this whole refluence of this focus on what is the bigger spectrum of things, or people will feel like such a connection to a force beyond themselves. Like that's basically like, it's almost like a new renaissance, like a spiritual renaissance of the collective in that sense. Yeah, it's interesting. That's right? That feels busier than 2021 where we were all stuck in the earth and feeling stagnant. Yeah, a lot of emotions are going to be flowing through and people are going to feel much more open and uh, openly like helping of others. Like even last year, I said like collective base, basically people want to get involved with the major industries, probably just to become, you know, more involved with human like humanitarian based things. And this year round, people will feel much more emotionally heightened um, and therapy, <laughs> therapy or even the means of self-help rituals those kind of things are going to be like um like a higher octave than last year um not to say it's just like we're all going to be burrowing ourselves in in emotions all the time but everybody's going to feel much more uh human like like basically more humane towards each other like they're going to feel much more connected on a okay. more emotional level you know okay yeah because you're saying this and i'm thinking oh my gosh i don't know that many of us can feel more than we've already felt so to hear that there's a surge of emotion and connection coming feels like oh my gosh haven't we been over that already but you're saying it's <laughs> it's going to whereas those emotions and surges may have been more individualistic in nature and sort of personal epiphanies over the past year now it's going to be outside of ourselves as well like do you foresee any big social movements taking root i know that that sounds kind of like already yes. what started in 2020 but like what if anything do you see taking root in 2022 that was maybe born over the past couple of years 
We um, basically like had this. Um, so this is called the changing of the nodes, which means it's going to be marking like a new cliff cycle for the collective within 2022 to 2023. So what we have for the last couple of years before this nodes is uh, North Node Gemini, South Node Sagittarius. That's all about information and accumulating this knowledge and discernment and like, because the North Node is basically what we're aiming toward as the collective. So the North Node's in Gemini. It's all about information, gathering up new intel, new skills, like really talking more, communicating more, getting more involved with the social networks and such. And the South Node is what to basically review and let go. So South Node and Sagittarius energy is oftentimes a bit dogmatic. So it could be like um, ideas, uh, something involving like uh, spiritual beliefs and such those kind of things. Um, and whenever people become more inclined towards one way of thinking, that's what creates setbacks. And the collective is basically moving toward this, um, basically embracing diversity and, and accepting new forms of information to get themselves going. Now, where we're going to right now, um, shifting of the nodes, as I was saying before, and it's going to be like denoting like the actual eclipse cycle we'll be dealing with for the next two years. So the North Node will now be moving to Taurus and the South Node will be moving to Scorpio. So North Node, North Node and Taurus, our aim as a collective is going to be more about how to establish new structures, how to uh, reinvigorate basically like what has been dissolved within the last couple of years um, in terms of 2020. So North Node in Taurus usually is an indicator that people are going to be more like uh, they're going to look for security. They're going to basically look to uh, ground down and create the foundations needed to build themselves up. And the South Node energy, it's in Scorpio. So it's a water sign. Um, it's also an association with uh, intensity. It's an association with um, sometimes power issues. Mm. And the theme it might bring up well, first of all, to go backtrack a little bit, the last time this notes happened was back in 2003 to 2004. So any issues that have been let go from like, or have been overlooked within the last, uh, I would say 18 years, um, that's going to likely be coming up to the surface again. So it could even be on a collective level. Um, and I also see the South node this time around, uh, it may raise themes like uh, women's issues, um, that's going to come back up again. Um, men's mental health. That's how I feel as well. Um, how we're dealing with our emotionalities. What is the intensity and where is it coming from? It's like very psychology, uh, psychology connected or it's like a psychological kind of uh, context, the South Node in Scorpio. So people are going to be like looking back in terms of like their old traumas, all those things um, as the means to create that essential step to like let go once and for all, and with the North Node Taurus, that's going to help them build up their self-esteem and security. So just to go back a couple, because I want to make sure that I I, I got this correct. Um, mm -hmm. Did you say people will be digging their heels in more on their set of beliefs or that they're going to be evolving to open their minds to other ones? Because I, I want to make sure that I'm getting the right ideas. It sounds to me like self-discovery is a big part yes. of what you're saying and looking, looking yes. inward and using that information to grow outward. But does that mean that um, the stars say, like I said, that's a more a digging in of our heels on our old belief system, or is it an opening up and an expansion into a new way of thinking? 
for the last two years, people have been more expanding to embracing different information. Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. this step in terms of the collective, whatever information they have attained at this point, this is what they're going to build up upon. Yes. Okay. So, okay, like so the we're macrocosmic, like and we're yeah, ready to grow. Like, yeah, it's a macrocosmic last year, and now this is microcosmic. It's all about really basically taking all that information and then building up the essential steps needed to get themselves to take off with the projects and such. What social movements in particular do you think will gain traction this year? I heard you mention issues specific to women's rights. And we, of course, know the discussion that's been happening with abortion rights in Texas and how that could um, begin to um, change laws in different parts of the country as well. Um, So Mm -hmm. what specific social movements do you see either gaining traction or losing traction? I'd say basically with women's issues, that's going to definitely be more mainstream within the next two and a half years because it's all in connection to um, because when we look to Scorpio energy, I have to see where the the big bad planet or a big bad planet or it could be a major planet. That's Pluto. That's a Pluto in, uh, in its expression. So mm-hmm. when we look on the collective level, we have to look at the outer planet bodies that are in connection to the sign itself so the south node is going to be pointing to pluto in capricorn and pluto's been capricorn since 20 um 2016 2013 my apologies so that has been like raising themes slowly 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 like exposing the underlying currents as to what has been overlooked um capricorn in this kind of expression it's dissolving of the old hierarchical systems or the old patriarchal systems and all those things because Pluto is a dissolver. Now mm. with Scorpio as the South node and in influence, it's basically going to be exposing much more information as to what has probably been overlooked for the last several years with Pluto and Capricorn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. And I'm trying to, um, understand how this will boil down practically in terms of how people absorb information or seek out information. So just from an outsider's perspective, I do think the last couple of years have seen more people seek out their own version of truth, their own informational mm-hmm. source. There's been a lot of controversy in the media. Who's telling the correct version of a story, fake news versus yes. real news? Where do you get your news? And so yeah. I'm wondering if we could talk a little bit about that. And yep. I, you know, course, not looking for any solid answers as far as, you know, what's right and what's wrong. But if there is something reflected in the stars about this desire that we really see in people lately to search out their own sources of information, because it's, it's confusing, right? You can talk to one person and their version of truth, which comes from one source (laughs) is completely different from another person's version of truth. And I think we're all just exasperated a little bit. So Mm -hmm. what do the stars say about that? Yeah, in terms of the scattered kind of information outlets that's been going on is because the North Node was in Gemini. So the Gemini energy is all about dabbling into this, dabbling into that. I'm going to listen to the podcast. That's true. This is true, too. I'm reading this book. This is exactly true as well. Now, the one planet in particular that's been placing the brakes on our perception as to what's truth and not is Saturn, actually. Saturn's in Aquarius, and Aquarius is technology. So this may be a more mainstream theme for the next year, which is 2022. Um, Saturn Aquarius basically is going to be filtering out or actually enabling social media uh, platforms 
they may likely start filtering more and verification badges might be more required for some accounts that offer um, insight or information for others. Yeah, even like okay. in terms of like references and things like that. Go ahead. <laughs> that, that sounds to me, Lumi, like the beginning of the end, one outside person deciding who is valuable mm -hmm. or insightful enough to share perspectives and opinions or information. I mean, does that trigger something in you knowing, I mean, knowing that um, we'll need that outside verification to connect and, and moreover, let's take it a step further. Mm -hmm. How long can a system like that last? Because that to me is an, seems oppressive in some ways. So if yeah. you look further into the future, how does that play out? It's going to likely be like a major thing in the spring of this year. That's when it's going to, because there's this uh, conjunction called Mars and Saturn conjunction. So Mars is anger. Mars is anger. Mars is drive. Mars is like all about getting things done in a certain way. And it's also mere reflection as to uh, the collective drive when it's touching base with Saturn. And when Mars and Saturn go together, Mars just wants to go, go, go with their ideas or mm -hmm. with the ideas in general. Saturn's like, I really want you to cross cross the T's and dot the I's. I want you to be really, I want you to be really sure before you submit this information accordingly. That might cr cause a little bit of uh, friction when it comes to like the uh, higher, you know, you know, the hierarchy or like even like the superiors who are actually running these industries and such. So people might be very distressed at that time um, when it comes to this information. So it's best to like, have certifications it will be likely to be the more um like that will basically cover your basis whatever you want to uh submit information and um offer advice if you're an influencer and such like so our credited like accreditation is definitely going to be a huge thing uh for the next couple of years because like also tourists, next to our name is going to mean something like that's what they're going to screen us yeah, maybe the case or even having certifications in some way, like something that actually puts you on this level of uh, if you're in an actual particular industry, you need to have some backing in terms of being respected in the community or I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying from my own personal perspective that you'll be more respected, but it will be likely be the actual indicator here. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the Saturn and Mars conjunction for you. And it's like Saturn's very strict in whatever it touches and Mars is the impulsive planet. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you're saying this and it doesn't really strike me as all that unusual given where the discourse is right now. There is a lot of talk about how much should Facebook, for example, be censoring and what types mm -hmm. of information should be subject to review. And I think it's a real battle between free speech, um, you know, ultra extremists and yeah. people who want that regulation or want that, um, like you said, a certification. I, yeah, it's really interesting to me. It kind of scares me though, because you know, there are some real jerks who have blue check marks. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I know it's very hard to get that by the way, you have to actually write, um, a book or a book or it's be crazy. an or actual, like, Work in media. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it takes a lot. Like, I don't have the blue check mark, but I've written for a lot of publications online and they still didn't take me. And I was like, 
Ah, okay, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll it not hold it against them. But it is a little distressing, like in terms of you're not feeling like recognized. It's like a click, you know, if you think about it. Um, that's yeah. very Aquarius energy. <laughs> Well, in that sense of Saturn coming to the mix, you know? Yeah. And you know, I, I guess I don't have a problem with that in real world interactions. Of course, you're going to go to the person with an MD after their name or DO and certifications do matter. But when we start yeah. to talk about platforms and platforms of communication, that's when it gets a little gray area for me. Do you, looking even further into the future, is this type of verification necessity going to stay in place beyond 2022? Or will do you predict it will get back to the point where people say, okay, we're going to self-regulate. We don't need you, Instagram or Facebook, to tell us that we are worthy of speaking. We're going to self-regulate and make sure that we only share good information. Like it, will it forever stay in this phase that we're getting into next year where we need that, that blue check? It's going to likely be for like 2022, like as like the actual, um, absolutely for sure. Um, but I'd say beyond that, people are just going to become much more like sole, like sole entrepreneurs or like sole influencers and such. And they'll have their own, um, groups within their own, like their own kind of, um, program and such like mm -hmm. so like for instance like facebook groups that's becoming like a little bit of a hype lately i feel um and it's just like almost like in a way like you need to find your tribe to be supported or you need to develop your own tribe to be supported with whereas in instagram it's very much like you are alone but even with the followers that you do have they sort of veer off into different kinds of uh outlets to gain information whereas if you actually develop your own group you're going to be able to share freely your ideas and such so it might be the case where you are on your own but people who are drawn to your information will come to you for you that's what i mean to say yeah no that you know? makes sense it sounds to me like you're saying it's more important now than ever to build up our own sense of community individually yes you know, which ironically will only take away from a greater sort of objective truth out there, right? The more people you encourage to mm -hmm. um, tribalistic in some ways, or okay, go find your information. You guys stay over here because you believe in each other. It feels like anti-democratic and in, in, in a lot of ways, right? It's like, okay, we're going to take away the ability for everybody to interact freely and share whatever they want to say. This means that you guys have to now form subgroups and everyone's going to believe something different. And now there is definitely no objective source to come to because everybody's going to believe their own little group. It's like, it scares me. It's very it's clicky. It's clicky. It's almost cultish like too, in it a is. way, because that's, that's the Jupiter Neptune kind of influence too. It's just like, I need to find my guru. I need to find my guide. I am the guru and I'm the guide. Like, it's just like, you're almost like self, um, you're like basically like self-employing your own role within the whole, within the whole uh, spectrum of things. Um, you know, people believe what they want to believe, but, um, it is, it is very, uh, yeah, it's very intense when it comes to those things, but it could bring on a beautiful kind of, um, collaboration with others though, like, or camaraderie and as such. So, you know, depending on which group you are associating with, I mean, if you associate with a group that makes you feel great, and you are getting meaningful information to make yourself live a much more meaningful life or you're living more mindfully, that's fine. That's a great thing. But if you're doing stuff that's like basically irresponsible and you're like, you're not even uh, conscious of anything, that's not a good idea, obviously. But just yeah, again, discernment. Right, right. You're living yeah. in the echo chamber, which is, you know, I think 
dangerous in and of itself. Oh my gosh, I'm trying not to feel really scared about our future right now. You're saying all this and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening to our world? <laughs> but um, it's not that freaky because, you know, even um, looking into the Saturn, the Saturn Aquarius, like that's until 2023. So like in terms of the verification and all those things, it's not going to last so long. It's just like a, okay. it's a temporary thing that will raise themes of us really like finding the whole mode of this, where are we finding our references from? It's just like all about really like finding the truth and matters as to what you are, where you are basically getting this information and such, you know, right. doesn't have to and be. You know, I guess the positive way of looking at this too, is that you're forced to do some self-reflection and to make sure that the sources you're getting information from are valid or to make you seek out opposing points of view that challenge the way you think so that you're not living in that echo chamber. I mean, you can only be hopeful that it would encourage that type of behavior too, right? Which, you mm -hmm. know, is what, what our show is all about is breaking out of echo chambers and like listening to things that might be triggering or uncomfortable. But I do think as we move on and we interact in the digital space as much as or more than we interact in real life, it's vital for people to seek out triggering or opposing points of view because I don't know if it's healthy to live in, in just a complete bubble all the time in that echo chamber, of balance, you know, so maybe it'll, yeah. maybe that's the upside is that we all now know now that we have to seek out various sources of information and then land on where we are. Yes. We are. That's how you grow. It's just like right. when you stay in one way, constantly living by one principle, that's really going to make you a bit naive about how the world works or even um, even receiving more, like embracing more uh, faiths or embracing more beliefs of others. Like that's actually going to make you much more of an ascended person, like in that sense, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just like, Where do you see some of the bigger social issues going in 2022? Um, things that came up that were born in 2020, um, you know, medical discussions on medical freedom, discussions on race in America. Where do you see some of these bigger social movements going in 2022, gaining traction in a positive way as a result of the alignment of, of, of the planets or will some lose some steam? Um, I believe this year around people are just going to be building up themselves or building up their own self-esteem and such. So like even the support on all levels from all those major social movements it's going to gain some form of traction, but it's a bit more stabilized uh, for the mm. first half of the year. Like the first half of the year looks great, like uh, positive in terms of building up on the finances and even making investments and things like that. Now, when we approach um, eclipse season, that's going to likely be raising a bit of um, octaves of the past issues that we may have overlooked for some time. So that's going to be like in uh, late April. That's when the first eclipse happens. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about that. So first half of the year is, is growth, understanding, uh, you know, sort of growing roots into the, our, our belief systems and finding our strength. What does the second half mm -hmm. of the year look like? Second, second half of the year. I mean, in terms of finances, um, the financial market's most likely going to be a little bit of stagnancy and going down um, because the housing market might go up. So it's just like making investments is going to be a little bit challenging for some people. Um, and I'd say like in terms of making investments from now until the spring, maybe a good time to do so in terms of like, obviously I'm not telling you to buy something really beyond your, <laughs> beyond your bank account, but 
if you want to make some form of an investment for yourself um, for it to grow down the road it might be a really good opportunity to do that then um, now in terms of what else with the first half of the year um, finances are good when it comes to startups like starting your own business and such, uh, even great gaining more traction, gaining much more of this uh, exposure, momentum and such, people will feel that that burst of idealism, the burst of confidence in terms of getting going. Um, now, the second half of the year, we have eclipse season happening. So um, and remember what I was mentioning to you before, the North Node in Taurus, South Node in Scorpio. So we're approaching this um, solar eclipse in Taurus. So in that sense, that's going to be raising themes about like how we're going to be building ourselves up, um, how we're going to be working with money thus forth. Uh, money might be a very uncomfortable thing because it's actually uh, people are questioning about how we're going to be harnessing money these days because we're becoming much more technology based. And even there's so much new forms of innovation coming through, it might be an overwhelming kind of feeling um, as to how to basically work with money thus forth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what, do, so what about entrepreneurs and people who have started their own businesses who felt, like you said early in the interview, a period of stagnancy in this past year? Um, when can we look to make big moves, whether or not we're solopreneurs or entrepreneurs with small companies? Um, when is astrologically a good time to, you know, launch a new project or rebrand or do something else big within the company? It's really nice to do that between, um, well, I'm not telling you to do it around Mercury retrograde because that's in January. So wait until it goes direct. That's in February. So it's from February till um, early April, right before the solar eclipse happens. That looks like a really nice time for launch dates. Um, it's also a really good time for exposure and such, as I mentioned before, because um, Jupiter's in Pisces and that's all about basically like uh, it's like an influence of this feeling of being compassionate or even like depending on what brand you're working on though then again like especially people within the spiritual community they're going to feel an upsurge in terms of um, their own exposure within these within the collective and such now entrepreneurs in general um, they are going to be feeling like this momentum to actually have their ideas take root um especially when jupiter goes into aries so that will be in may where mm. they will feel like this um this push and power into like actually exposing themselves or show themselves to um their audience or collective and such for their projects to take off and such does that make sense sony yeah yeah so the spring is a good time for big things before anytime before april you're saying is February to April is a good time to take on those big projects or to do something drastic within your company. Yeah. Um, before April, because I could tell you when the first solar eclipse happens, April 30th. Um, and that's okay. when the solar eclipse will be in Taurus. So it might feel like, I mean, even though you are taking on, like you're staying rooted within your own like projects and such, that's great. Now, when it comes to our dealings with money, we might feel a little uneasy around that time because the solar eclipse will be highlighting the theme, especially within the financial sector. So on a collective level, it might be a little bit of it could be a little bit of a freaky time to like actually make major financial decisions around that time. You know? Oh, OK. OK, so let's talk about <clears throat> there seems to be like a breaking point when the first eclipse happens, you said in, in May. Um, um, April and May. Yeah, April there's and May. two of them. 
Let's talk about that second half of the year and what we can expect sort of general themes as we are well into 2022 and we've been through that um, that first half of the year. How does the back half look? Okay. So for when May happens, um, Jupiter will be in Aries from May until October. So it's good for business launch dates in a way, but don't make any major, major financial decisions around that time. Not talking about like, uh, you know, investing all your all of your goods into some project and such. So it's good for like business launch dates and stirring up ideas. Um, it's firing active in its expression. The only downside is it can make some people exceptionally impulsive into making major decisions. So it this includes the cardinal signs and the fire signs. So the cardinal signs are Aries, Libra, Capricorn, Cancer, and the fire signs. The other two is <laughs> the other two Leo is Leo and Sagittarius. So it's good for them to like actually be seen and shine for their own ability and their own like skills and such. But when it comes to like actual major decisions with their business and such, just just tread carefully when it comes to making major purchases or all those things. Um, so it's like this whole transit in its entirety. Um, it will empower those who have left their ideas in the back burner. Um, so it's good for them to like actually take those ideas from the past and actually broadcast those ideas that they probably left behind for some some time. Um, it will mm -hmm. help them be very much noted for their gifts and such. And when we have the second wave of eclipses, which is in October, um, there's something called the triple conjunction. So we have um, the sun, moon, and Venus in Scorpio. So that's a really powerful time for love-related matters. It's like a reawakening of connecting with others from a very compassionate level, um, they're going to, people will start seeing other people's values and they're taking that into consideration. It's going to be most emphasized. It's about basically like, how are my dealings with other people? Like, how am I best supporting their, their needs as well as their, um, like basically like their own projects and such, like, am I being a very good support system for their growth and such? Um, so people will very much begin to feel and tune into the feelings of others around that time, especially, um, and also it's this such a financial heavy year. And I said last year it wasn't really a financial heavy year, but this year since Taurus is like the main North star or like North star, I'm saying like in terms of like influence and such, everybody's going to be like reevaluating their own sense of self-worth. They're going to be reevaluating what skills they have, basically how, how am I feeling with the skill set that I do have right now in this moment? Do I feel ready enough to actually you know, start my path in terms of building myself up and feeling more confident in my own abilities. Um, even the word imposter syndrome will probably be more more mainstream term in use um, in this sense being because Taurus is basically like a persistent worker, very persevering kind of sign to work with. Um, and on the collective level, you, tuning into Taurus energy, people are going to be, become much more um, financially based. And the term imposter syndrome happens because they really need to take a step back in terms of seeing what skills they do have right now. And because of the ever-changing impacts of technology and such, um, it might term the word imposter syndrome because everybody's going so fast when it comes to um, getting themselves noticed within the collective or right. maybe their businesses are taking off into high speed and such. Um, I hope that makes sense to you. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I'm wondering too, with midterm elections happening next year, if you foresee 
or the stars are showing and the alignments are showing any major changes um, politically speaking when those elections happen, are we going to see, you know, big changes in in, in um, election results or like a flipping of certain states? We saw mm. in gubernatorial elections over the past several months that some states have been shifting back and forth between blue and red. And if anything, you know, that you're seeing indicates that next year when the midterms happen, that we're due for any massive change there. So the, for one thing to note is that this country, the U.S., it's going through a Pluto return. And I think, did I mention this to you last year? I don't know if I did. I did. Yeah. Just briefly what that means again. Yeah, I could tell you. Um, Pluto returns. So I already told you about what Pluto does. Pluto's dissolver. Pluto is the one that actually exposes the truth and matters when you overlook things. It's like it cuts through all the superfluous stuff and really helps you dive in deep into seeing the root cause of distress or the root cause of intensities and such. And and in this case, with Pluto returning to this original degree as to when this country was born, I'm not saying it's the exact day, which is February 22nd, it's around that time, that something, you know, catastrophic is going to happen. I'm not saying that in any way, but uh, this country is going to be going through a whole review in terms of like how this country was made in the beginning. People are going to be reviewing the Constitution and such, most likely um, really focusing in on the old, <laughs> the old regulations that we once had. Um, and I'd say yeah, like, in a way of embracing, like returning to, con you know, straight up constitutional interpretation and getting back to the basics or in a way of we're getting away from what we were founded on and moving yeah. into a new era. Yeah. That's what it is. It's because Pluto is basically dissolver. It's the one who wants to remove all the stuff that we have built up and start fresh, start anew. Oh God. So what, what I'm hearing, oh my gosh, combined with what you said about needing a blue check mark to like share anything on Facebook, it sounds like we're going into a totalitarian regime and that we should all just pack up and head for Australia or oh somewhere <laughs> else. It sounds like, you know, to move away from the principles that this country was founded on seems a little... It's Ooh, intense, but you know something? It's not going to last that very long. It's just going to be the next couple of years. Um, we're going to be more like focused in on like, uh, again, it's it's the buildup. It's the buildup. Yeah. It's realignment. Like I, I'd say the key phrase of the whole year uh, here. I can't talk. Sorry. The key phrase for the year ahead is realignment. It's just like everything's been all over the place for some time. Now with Taurus is the main projection as for the next couple of years it's just basically like building ourselves up again, even this country. It's just like, because it's like, <laughs> it was like a big jigsaw puzzle, you know, for some time, you know, and nowadays, or nowadays, but now that this Pluto returns happening, um, we definitely see basically the separation of this country, as well as like people, they feel a little scattered and such, I'm sure, you know, not to sound controversial or anything, but I think it's just all about noticing these things, recollecting everything, and redefining, redefining what it is that we want to, what we want to bring to the table for this country, you know? So to use your metaphor of the jigsaw puzzle, we are currently in the phase where the pieces have all been spread apart and they're thrown all <laughs> over the living room floor. And next year mm -hmm. we're going to start to assemble some of those back in place. We but see it what's might, been separated. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it might, but it might we not see. return to the original picture. It might be a whole new no. picture when we put it together. Yeah. That's how I see it. And also like looking to where Pluto's going. Uh, Pluto's leaving Capricorn. Luckily, I'm happy to report that. I mean, Pluto and Capricorn, it's been great. 
but too intense. We need to move forward. Um, it's going to be going to the air sign of Aquarius. And Aquarius is all about innovation, it's technology, it's invention. Um, and for the next 20 years, we're going to have this whole inflow of air, air energy. And it's, it's been happening since 2021. But with Pluto, which is the major plant in its own uh, influence in the sign of Aquarius, uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, inventions, like innovations, like it's going to go a higher octave up. Um, so in terms of like rebuilding this country, it's going to be very much um, strongly pulling towards like basically AI or, you know, the metaverse walls, invisible walls or whatever that is. And like, it's just like a lot of new innovative technologies that's going to be in flow um, of influence. And there's no turning back here, you know. Yeah, you're saying that. You're saying that. And all I'm thinking about is like the metaverse and buying property and, you know, buying real estate in the metaverse and how we're interacting. Like, I mean, it seems inevitable, right? We've been doing this for so long. We've been communicating. It's been building up. This, I mean, soon it's it's just going to fuse right into our brain and the future version of us millions of years from now will be integrated, you know? And mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just, uh, and even growing our own food or like coming up. Huh? I don't know why I feel fear when I think of that, though, because I think this integration of technology. Because it's the unknown. Yeah, it's the unknown. It it's just because doesn't it's the really unknown. I know. Like it's, it's, you can't really see it yet because it hasn't been really recognized as of now. But it's slowly, yeah. it's slowly coming in. And even our approach to, um, you know, because Uranus is basically the, the main influence of with this Aquarius energy, as I mentioned last year, with Pluto and Aquarius. Now I got to see with Aquarius and what's that, what Aquarius in, Aquarius's influence basically is. And that's Uranus. Uranus is currently in the sign of Taurus. So as I mentioned Taurus before, it's all a persistence, building ourselves up, really acclimating ourselves into being more foundation-based. So now with Uranus in the sign of Taurus, Uranus is all about helping us to switch gears and to embrace and embrace innovation mm -hmm. um because Taurus does not like change at all <laughs> very much not so but Uranus is actually a really good planet to work with in the sign of Taurus because it is helping us become much more open-minded to trying new things and whenever right. you are a bit spontaneous in your approach to trying new things or embracing new things Uranus gifts us great things <laughs> in that sense um yeah. and in terms of Uranus being in Taurus the influence of that um it will bring up this uh, innovative means of agriculture. That's one thing. How are hmm. we sourcing our food? Are we going to grow our own food? Are we going to be um, basically coming up with new ways of, um, you know, basically having more nu nutrient nutrient dense foods or such? You know what I mean, right? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, so give us. Um, you know, regardless of our signs, some action words that we can take into 2022, given what the themes are going to be that are going to help us remain productive and happy. What are some mindsets and words that we need to go into the new year with to really feel compatible with 2022? Well, I said before, I, I see this whole year as realigning, like realigning oneself, empowering ourselves up to build. Um, we're much stronger than we think. You know, like we could build our lives to the to the actual outcome that we look for, basically. Like it's not like inevitable. <laughs> Whatever's going on around us, we just have to basically. I'm not saying everybody should be in their own bubble and like not see what's going on around them, 
but really focus in on building yourself up and being more happy in your life. Um, mm -hmm. Stop staying within the same mundane routine and patterning your life. Um, and if you keep reliving the same script that's not making you happy, it's time to step out and start like paving your own path into building right. yourself up and creating joy in your, in your daily life. Tell us before we let you go, Lumi, where we can find you and work with you individually. And if we want to set up another session, how we can get best in touch with you. You can find me on the celestialastrologer.com and as well as my uh, handle, which is on Instagram is at the celestial astrologer. Thank you so much for spending time with us and looking into the year ahead. I'm just so grateful for your, um, your perspective and wisdom. Thank you, Lumi. Thank you for having me, Sony. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow along on Instagram at Sonny Abata, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. -T -T -A. All of the latest blog posts are at wegotatalk.com slash blog. Yeah.